Welcome to Teach Musical.ly, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today we'll be discussing how to plan a recital for your studio and the steps you can take to ensure everything goes smoothly. Planning a studio recital is great for a few reasons. First, it gives your students a goal to work towards and thus creates more motivation and momentum in their practice routines. Second, it is a chance for parents to see the progress their child has made in your lessons. Finally, it creates a sense of community and boosts the overall morale of your studio. Studio recitals are definitely something that your clients will look forward to and appreciate. If you've never planned a studio recital, it can be difficult to figure out where to start. We'll go step by step through each factor you need to consider and give tips from our own personal experiences planning recitals. You can also head to our website teachmusically.com for a recital planning timeline and checklist to help keep you organized. The first step in planning a recital is finding a venue. When choosing a venue, it is important to consider location, size, amenities, and cost. While your local theater or concert venue may check all the boxes in terms of location, size, and amenities, these types of venues will likely be very expensive. As private studio teachers, it is important that we keep our costs low. It is very feasible to have a wonderful recital without spending hundreds or even thousands of dollars. If your studio is very small and you have enough space, you could consider hosting the recital in your own home. Of course, this option is completely free and you have total control of the venue. However, if your studio is larger, you can consider a church or a retirement home. Churches are an excellent option for recitals for a few reasons. First, they are generally much more affordable than renting a concert hall. Second, there is typically ample seating and space for lots of guests. If you teach piano, most churches will have their own piano. Finally, the acoustics in a church are great for music recitals as the venues are very resonant. Agreed. When I was first looking for a recital venue, I used Google Maps to search all of the churches in my area. Then I looked through their website or called each church to see if they had a piano and if they rent out the church for music recitals. Once I narrowed it down, I visited a few churches to get a feel for the venue and to test out the piano. I found a medium-sized church with a well-maintained grand piano and a big parking lot that I have been using for my studio recitals for the past five years now. Michelle, what kind of venues have you used for your recitals and what were the pros and cons? I like to hold my studio recitals in retirement homes because I think it's important to give back to the community. The elderly love seeing and hearing the young ones play and they always have been very welcoming and supportive. It really makes their day. For the students, it gives them a friendly and safe environment to perform for people other than their friends. They get to perform in front of real strangers. They also get to receive genuine compliments and encouragement from the elderly, which can be a really good boost for the student's confidence and a feeling of accomplishment. When you are working with a retirement home, be sure to check how well-maintained their piano is. Also take note of the space you will be provided to hold your recital, and that some of those seats will be taken by the residents of the retirement home. Lastly, remember you are not in a rental hall, but rather in someone's home. So treat their space with respect and teach your students to do the same. Once you have chosen a venue, it is important to book a date for your recital, ideally as far in advance as possible to minimize any scheduling conflicts that your clients may have. When choosing a date and time for your recital, consider the demographic of your students. For example, my studio consists of many young children under 8 years old. For that reason, I always schedule my recital in the afternoons as opposed to evenings so that the kids are not too tired. Once the date and time of recital is booked, 
be sure to notify everyone in your studio and remind them to mark the date in their calendars. Once you've booked your recital and the date is approaching, it is a good idea to reach out to parents via email to give them more information about the recital and what to expect on the day of. Aside from the obvious things such as the date, time, and location, discuss your expectations for the audience and for the performers. Consider things like dress code, taking photos and videos, and the number of guests allowed to attend per family. Leanne, what do you include in your email? I always let them know that there's lots of parking available and that it's free. If your venue has limited or paid parking, be sure that parents are aware of this so they can plan ahead. I also mention that I expect students to look their best and to avoid casual clothing such as flip-flops, sweatpants, or athletic clothing. I also talk about the etiquette in the venue, such as no food or drink allowed and that cell phones must be silenced. Even though these etiquette rules may be obvious for us, I have encountered all of these problems in my recitals, so I make a point of reiterating these rules every time. I also remind students to bring their music, even if they are performing from memory, just in case of any memory slips or last minute nerves. Finally, I invite parents to arrive 10 to 15 minutes early so their child can warm up on the piano before the recital begins. I think this is really important because when children are playing on an unfamiliar instrument, slips can happen. I have had students perform their entire piece in the wrong octave, which could have been prevented if they took the time to warm up and practice before the concert. The next steps in preparing for your studio recital is to create a program. Aim to prepare a program a week or two in advance and have your students and or the parents proofread to make sure that their name is spelled correctly. While your program does not have to be fancy, including some graphics and color that fit the theme of the recital will add lots of personality. If you are not comfortable with creating graphics or designs but wish to include it in your next recital, don't worry, we have you covered. Head to teachmusically.com for some free recital program templates. Once your program is proofread and ready for printing, be sure to do your printing a couple of days in advance. If anything goes wrong with your printer, and let's be honest, printers are not always reliable, then you will have lots of time for troubleshooting. Nothing is more stressful than trying to print 100 programs two hours before your recital and the printer jams. Now that your recital day is approaching, you should prepare some opening and closing remarks. As the teacher and owner of the studio, it is important to present yourself confidently and professionally. If you are someone who gets nervous with public speaking, you can write out your remarks and practice them a few days in advance. You do not have to prepare a long, drawn-out speech. In fact, keeping it short and sweet is best. Be sure to welcome everyone to the recital, explain how the recital will work, share your excitement, and perhaps remind the audience to silence their cell phones. At the end of the recital, be sure to thank everybody for coming and tell your students that you are proud of their achievements and, of course, thank the parents for supporting their kids in music lessons. It always feels good to be appreciated. Let's now discuss what to do on the day of the actual recital. Be sure to dress professionally and look your best. Consider what items you will need to pack to bring with you. Of course, you will need your programs and any equipment associated with the performance, such as a pedal extender, microphone, or anything specific that is needed for your instrument. If you are planning to record the recital, be sure to bring a tripod and camera. If you are playing duets or accompanying any students, be sure to pack your music and have it neatly organized. If you are feeling particularly generous, you can bring copies of your students' music in case they forget theirs at home. If you can, it would be great to have someone such as a friend or spouse to be there with you on the day of the recital to help you out. They can help you with setting up equipment, handing out programs, or greeting guests. 
If you do not have anyone available, you can consider asking one of your older students to be your helper for the day. Arrive early at the venue so you have time to set up the space to your liking. Be sure the performance area is well lit and the venue is tidy. If you're using a piano at the venue, be sure to test it out and make sure it is working properly. When your students start arriving, be sure you and your helper are there to greet them with a big smile. It is important to make students feel welcome and to ease their nerves. If you have a large studio, use a program or create a student list so you can check off the names of the students as they arrive. This way you can easily keep track of who has arrived and who is still on their way. If you are offering your students a chance to warm up on stage, make sure to approach each student individually and remind them that they have this option. Some kids will be hesitant because they are nervous to go up on the stage. Personally, I like to encourage them to go up anyway as it will help ease their nerves once it is time to perform. In my experience, the students that have warmed up have had more successful performances. Once it's time to begin, you can greet the audience with your opening remarks that you prepared. Be sure to give the performers clear directions. For example, will you call the performers up or should they follow along in the program and go on stage when it's their turn? Be sure that they know exactly what to do. This way, the recital will run smoothly and there will be one less thing for the performers to feel nervous about. Leanne, do you have performers sit up at the front or do they stay with their families? Since many of my students are young children, I prefer to have them sit with their parents. This way, they are more comfortable sitting with someone they know, as opposed to next to other students that they may have never met. Additionally, this lets me keep my focus and attention on the student that is performing, as opposed to having to keep an eye on a group of students that are sitting up at the front of the venue with me. Absolutely. It's important to keep an eye on the performer in case they need help. Young kids may need help adjusting the bench, setting up their music, or even finding their starting place if they are very young. You should always be there and ready to help with a big smile to keep them calm and collected. Once the recital is finished, you can give your closing remarks. If some families are sticking around, be sure to greet each family individually. This is a chance for you to introduce yourself to any extended family members that may have attended the recital, such as grandparents or siblings. You should also congratulate your student and say something positive about their performance. Giving them this positive feedback will mean a lot to them. Even if you feel their performance did not go well, do your best to say something nice and you can address any issues at the next lesson. Some teachers give out awards and prizes at the end of the recital. Leanne, do you do this? Why or why not? I choose not to give out awards and prizes as I feel each student is on their own journey and improving in their own way. I don't want to single out students and make others feel that their achievements are less important. Additionally, trophies, certificates, and prizes add a lot of extra cost to the recital. Instead, I choose to do a reception with some treats and refreshments. That way, everybody can enjoy them, including the guests, and it gives me an opportunity to go around and talk to everyone. My students have really enjoyed this, and they always look forward to it, sometimes even more than the recital. There you have it, your formula for a successful recital. The more recitals you do, the more you will learn about what works well for your studio. Leanne, is there any problems you've encountered with your recitals, and how did you fix it? Yes, I've had issues with parents taking a lot of photos and videos of their child while they perform. While I have no problem with this, I was finding that parents were all over the place, standing in the aisles, standing in front of the piano, or even walking around the piano as their child played to capture a video. It became quite chaotic and created a lot of extra noise and distraction. One parent even commented on it after the recital and suggested I do something about it. 
I decided to solve this problem, I would have a designated reserved spot for parents to sit where they can take photos. I reserved the two seats that have the best view of the piano. In my opening remarks, I let the parents know that this spot is reserved for them to take pictures and videos. This has helped a lot because parents have a designated spot to go to and they're not walking all over the place and making tons of noise during the performance. How about you, Michelle? What have you learned from doing recitals? I've learned that you should always have a plan ready if there is a student who is overwhelmed by their stage fright and cannot perform. Know how to calm them down and also the students around them. Try to design your program to be interesting by either having a theme or in the way that you arrange your program. If you have a lot of beginner students, it can be wise to mix them around and not have them all concentrated in one part of the program. Lastly, make sure to have at least two dress rehearsals where they practice their bows and play through their recital. It doesn't have to be at the venue, it could be just during their lesson, but having a few mock runs can really help the student feel prepared. We hope you found these tips helpful. Planning the logistics of the recital is only half the challenge. The other half is getting your students' performance ready. If you want tips on how to prepare your students for a successful performance, check out our podcast called Preparing Your Students for Performances. Remember to check out teachmusically.com for a free recital timeline planner and a free recital program template. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!